It's Twitter Thursday here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Plus, why am I wearing a hat? I'm going to tell you in just a bit, so stick around. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name's Patricia Trana, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day, or if you're watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And uh, we do have a Twitter Thursday for you. We are going to answer some of your questions. Before I get into that, a couple quick notes. You're probably wondering, why am I wearing a hat? Long story short, folks, I lost a bet. That's right. For those uh, who probably don't know this, because I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but I am not a big fan of hats, um, especially in the wintertime. I just hate wearing them. The only time I wear hats is really, you know, if it's raining out, I will put a hood up, but I do not like to wear hats. And so without getting into the details, I met a bet. I made a bet with somebody and I lost the bet. And the, the bet basically, if I lost it, was that I would have to wear a hat on my next show. Well, here we are. I lost the bet. Here's the hat. It is what it is. So hope you don't mind. The content hopefully will still be good enough, hat or hatless. And um, can't wait to get into your questions. And uh, a couple of other things before I jump in real quick. Um, John Mara did speak to the media on uh, on Wednesday talked about you know what's going on with the team and whatnot and I'm going to put some links in the show notes because really um, I, I've covered that really detailed regarding um, and, and I have some video clips as well regarding what he said but basically we some of the topics he hit on is his family's presence in the front office and what their roles are um, he talked about, you know, why he decided to make the move and how this was just the lowest part of, you know, the lo- the lowest point in his um, all the years he's been affiliated with the Giants. So if you want to catch up on that, and I know, you know, a lot of people have covered that, but I'll throw some links into the show notes if you want to catch up on that. Um, really not a whole lot I can add to what he has said other than the fact that for those of you who keep bemoaning the fact that his brother and his nephew are in the front office, it's not going to change. So, I mean, we can sit here and we can complain until the cows come home from Capistrani. It's not going to change. It is what it is. So, that said, let's get to the point of today's show, which is your questions. Now, I received a lot of questions, as you can imagine, both via Twitter and both via email. Some of the questions no longer apply because, you know, there, there were questions regarding if Joe Judge comes back or should the Giants fire Joe Judge. So any of those questions I kind of tossed out because they've been answered already. Now, because I received so many questions, um, I'm actually going to have to do two installments of this mailbag. So on today's installment, I'm doing Twitter only questions. If you sent me a question via email, I will circle back and do a bonus show this weekend 
with those questions covered. Because remember, tomorrow, um, the entertainer and I will be going live. And again, I invite y'all, if you're not doing anything between 11 and 12 Eastern, hop on with us at, on YouTube and uh, we'll take your questions as well. And you know, we're, we got a lot to talk about. And, you know, you guys, I know, have seen the entertainer before. Um, he's been a guest on our, on this show. Terrific guy. And I'm really, really looking forward to doing that show with him. And I hope you all will, will join us for that program. So, all right. So, again, if you don't get your questions answered today because you emailed them to me, sit tight. They're coming up. I'm going to do an extra show because I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. Let's get into the Twitter questions. And first off is um, a question from Ashley, who asks, can you give John Mara a grade for his performance as an owner? Clearly, he is a huge part of the problem. You know, Ashley, that's a good question. Um, I don't know that I can give him a grade, but what I can tell you is there have been things that have been done that have left me scratching my head. And I'll, I'll cite what some of those things are. Um, first off, I thought the last hiring cycle with the GM, um, when they just in, they basically interviewed three people from in-house and Lewis Riddick, who at the time was, um, you know, with ESPN, I thought that was a bad move on their part. I don't feel that they cast a wide enough net and they ended up settling, I thought, for Dave Gettleman. And after a while, you know, it was like, let's keep going back to that George Young tree and keep pulling branches off of it. And just as we see the game change, you know, the NFL evolving from smash mouth to more of a passing league, as we've seen defenses evolve to where, you know, guys had specific roles and now you see a lot of hybrids, you've got to adapt with the changes. And I don't think John Mara adapted as well as he could have, you know, over the years. Now, to his credit, they have gotten better at it. You know, you look at the candidate pool for GM, it's a nice wide net. And I applaud the list that they put together. We'll see what comes out of it. Um, we'll also see what comes out of it when they put together their head coaching lists. But I think he's finally um, changing his ways. Now, the other thing that I will say about John Mara is that he said during his um, conference call with the media that he still basically has to approve all personnel decisions. And I go back to George Young when he was hired and how George Young had final say on all that stuff. And I don't think, I could be wrong here, but as I recall, I don't think Wellington Mara or Tim Mara at the time, who was the other co-owner, had to sign off on any decisions George Young made. Now, did George run his decisions by the Maras as a courtesy? Absolutely. But did he need final approval? No. That to me is... Um, something I would like to see John change. But, you know, John would like to obviously have his hand in the mix. And that's his right. He's the owner of the team or co-owner of the team. So if he wants to do that, who am I to, to tell him, you know, not to? So, um, yeah, I wouldn't give him a grade. I will say he hasn't been perfect. Nobody really is. But I would hope that, you know, some of the lessons that they've learned um, with moving too fast and cutting corners and taking shortcuts 
are all things that they correct moving forward. So thanks for that question, Ashley. That was a great one. Okay, up next, Douglas Slagowitz. Can you give your two cents on the root cause of the dysfunction in the Giants organization? Ownership, front office, coaching. I've seen the finger pointing at all three. Um, I think it's a combination, Douglas. Um, You know, win as a team, lose as a team, as they say. You know, I just spoke about John Mara and some of the things that, you know, over the years, maybe he took some shortcuts with. Um, The front office, uh, specifically the GM, the drafts have been terrible. I've I've made no secret about that. Um, Even the first draft at the Dave Gettleman era, the 2018 draft, when you look at what might be left by by the uh, time the season starts in 2022, they might have one pick left, that being Saquon Barkley from that class, all right, which is not very good. Coaching, I, I think you could make a case for that, absolutely. So I, I think it's a mix, to be honest with you, of all three. I don't think there's one predominant area. I think it's just, it's a domino effect is the best way to put it. So um, hopefully they get it right because I know I'm sick of all the losing. I'm sure you're, you're all are sick of the losing. And, uh, you know, it's time to turn the, t- the, the tide. I'd much rather be covering the playoffs right now than sitting here and doing pre, you know, uh, off-season work. But that's too, that remains to be seen. So anyway, thank you for that question. Up next, we have one from Yuri Andaliz. Are the Giants going to hire an offensive coordinator that fits Daniel Jones' skill set? Someone who runs a West Coast offense. If so, what are your... Ch- who are your choices for the Giants offensive coordinator? Um, Yuri, I would think they would probably want to hire an offensive coordinator who's innovated and whose system could be adapted to the talent that he is given and not just specifically Daniel Jones. Because look, I'm not so sure if Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future for this team. I am of the opinion that the Giants are going to decline his fifth year option which uh, they have to make a decision on that by May, which I, I think it's May 2nd. It's the first week after the draft or something like that, the first Tuesday. So I think they're going to decline that option. And they're going to just see how he does. Because, look, there's the injury factor here. There is also, um, you know, the fact that he, he, he hasn't taken that next step. Now... I think it would be foolish to hire an offensive coordinator who specifically tailors a system just for Daniel Jones, because if Daniel doesn't play and now you have the system that was custom tailored for him, now what do you do? So you need someone who's innovative, someone who's flexible and someone who's going to basically, you know, be able to adapt with the changes in in both the personnel and according to the opponent. So as far as, um, a favorite, I don't have any names just yet because right now the coaching carousel is kind of spinning around. So hold on to that question. Ask me that maybe in a couple of weeks if you want, if you remember. Um, we'll see how the coaching carousel goes and then I can maybe get a better idea because for all we know, the Giants might hire an offensive-minded coach who kind of puts the system in place and then the question kind of becomes mute, you know, especially if you have like a Pat Shermer, Mike Shula type of setup. So we'll have to see how that all pans out. 
All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's show. But first, I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs. They're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets smarter than ever before. OnlineGambling.com provides the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, inspiring every better to beat the odds. Make sure you visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL for all the latest betting news, tips, and odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Remember, that's onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's NFL playoffs. All right, folks, you have Patricia Trainer here on a Locked on Giants podcast Twitter Thursday. And again, for those of you who are tuning in to this second segment, I'm wearing a hat because I lost a bet. I won't be making that mistake again. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, no. If you want to know why I'm wearing the hat, I explained it in the first segment. I lost the bet. Here it is. Something different. So anyway, we are answering your Twitter questions. And it is an all Twitter question. Um, email questions coming up. I promise we're going to do that another show. We'll probably do a bonus show for you over the weekend to get to those. And if your question um, is still applicable, meaning it hasn't been already answered, you know, should the Giants fire Joe Judge, for example, you'll I'll get that into the uh, the weekend show. So just bear with me here. All right. Next question comes from Tom Ziegler. What do quality control coaches do? Um, do they perform a function similar to pro football focus? That's a good question, Tom. Um, quality control coaches, I think, can do a variety of different things depending on what the head coach asks them to do. They can do advanced scouting. They can go back and they can look at trends. They can go back and break down um, situational film uh, for for the, for the team. There's any number of things that they do. I I wouldn't say that what they do is similar to what Pro Football Focus does. I think that's part of it, but there's also more involved. It's you know running stats, developing trends. It's it's basically, you know, if you worked in a company and you had a quality control specialist, that person's job would be to make sure that your processes and what you're doing meet certain expectations and standards. So. That's really the best way I can describe that to you um, without getting too detailed into it. Because again, every coach has different expectations for their quality control people. And, you know, I'm not sure what Joe Judge had his quality control specialists do, but um, clearly, as you said, things were getting worse. So um, we'll see how, if there are quality control specialists um, on the on the next staff. So... All right, up next, we have a question from Cesar Espejel, hope I said that right, who asks, what would you like to see in a new GM and or coach in case Judge is out, which he is, in the state the Giants are currently in? Okay, Cesar, thank you for the question. I want to see a new GM who is a star when it comes to personnel evaluation, who has a solid track record. 
All right. And when I talk about a solid track record, I mean someone who participates in the draft or free agency. And actually, let me start with the draft. Somebody who participates in his team's draft where those draft picks, a lot of them are getting second contracts and not being jettisoned out after one year, one contract. I want to see someone who can find value picks later on in the draft. I want to see someone who doesn't reach for picks early in the draft because, you know, a name sounds sexy. I want to see someone who can, you know, not necessarily rubber stamp what the coach wants, but be, but be assertive enough to say, hey, look, you know, I know you had this guy at your former team, but I think this guy is going to be better for what we are trying to do. So I don't want to see somebody who's kind of passive in the role. Um, I want to see someone who can, you know, who has a basic idea how to manage the cap, but he doesn't necessarily have to be a cap specialist because you can't hire people to do that. But it sure would be a bonus if he at least knew how to do that to the point of, you know, they don't end up overpaying or screwing themselves with the cap with these ridiculous contracts that totally inflate in their second year like the Giants are facing now with some of their contracts. So those are some of the things I'd like to see from a GM. And from a media perspective, I'd like to see someone with a personality. I mean, you know, say what you want about Dave Gettleman. The guy had a personality. And actually, you know, there were many times I sat there and I chuckled at stuff he said because I found him entertaining. Now, you know, unfortunately, as far as doing the football stuff, didn't work out. Um, there was maybe a tad of arrogance, I think, at times with certain things, which, by the way, is another trait I hope that the new GM doesn't have is you got to have a degree of humbleness. You can't sit there and say, I'm smart and the rest of you are stupid. You know, I, I just don't think you can do that because you're going to turn a lot of people off. Um, as far as the head coach goes, probably a lot of the same characteristics. I'd want to see someone who doesn't um, come in with a pre, you know, ready to recite a script, someone who's a little bit more honest, you know. I think Joe Judge tried to be as honest as he could with the media, but after a while, when you kept hearing the same thing over and over and over, it was like, you know, after a while, you were like, Joe, not everything is as rosy as you're painting it to be. So I'd like to see someone who's maybe a little bit more in touch at the risk of sounding unfair. But I have to say that my favorite head coach to cover so far has been Tom Coughlin. Once Tom Coughlin, of course, you know, got over his early uh, career grouchiness. Tom was honest, I think. Tom was not afraid to express what was going on. Tom gave lengthy, decent answers. He didn't sugarcoat anything. And what I also liked about Tom is that when the team won, he was quick to deflect any credit and put that on the players instead. Whereas when they lost, he was quick to take the blame. So I respected him from that. So, you know, I would not mind seeing a Tom Coughlin too in the next head coach. But he has to, of course, be a good people manager, not just, you know, with players, but also dealing with the media is part of the job, whether people like it or want to hear it or not. Um, and someone who's creative enough and willing to adapt and who can be his own person and not try to be, you know, somebody maybe he's not quite 
there. You know, I, I felt like Joe Judge just never really had his own identity. I, I almost, you know, detected a lot of trying to be Nick Saban or Bill Belichick, and it just didn't work because there's only one Saban, there's only one Belichick. And maybe Judge would have developed his own personality in time, but I just didn't see it initially. So thanks for that question. That was a great question. All right, up next, Elizabeth Contreras asks, would you rather be a head coach or a GM? Ooh, ooh, mm. Neither. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to be uh, either position, to be honest with you, Elizabeth. But if I had to choose, given that I like to do salary cap work, and given that, you know, I've, I've taken more of an interest in, in uh, the draft process, and I'm not saying all my picks are, are always spot on. I know sometimes I, I beat, you know, I pound the table for picks and people are like, what the heck are you talking about? Why are you pounding the table for, for, for this one? Um, last year, for example, I kept pounding the table for Pat Fryermouth, who went to the Steelers. And oh, by the way, Pat Fryermouth did pretty well for the Steelers, as I recall. But anyway, I think I would want to be a GM if I had to pick between a GM or a head coach. Um, but you know, truth be told, I'm just happy being, being me, you know, being in a position that I could, you know, write articles and do analysis and, you know, do these Q and A's with you guys. And, and, um, that, that's, that's fine with me. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for that question. That was, that one I had to think about. So, all right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, I want to tell you about the Get Upside app. You can get up to 25 cents per gallon every time you fill up at the pump with Get Upside. That's right. All you have to do is download the free app from the Google Play Store or the App Store and sign up for an account. And when you use our special promo code TOUCHDOWN, you will save 50 cents per gallon on your first fill up. It's so easy to do and the savings really adds up. And best of all is you can cash out anytime you want to your bank account via PayPal, through an Amazon gift card or any other brands uh, that you might want an e-gift card to. So don't wait. If you do a lot of driving a lot of and, and buy a lot of gas, download the free Get Upside app today. Start saving 25 cents off per gallon every time you fill up at the pump. And with that special promo code of TOUCHDOWN, double your savings for 50 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's Get Upside. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up in just a bit. But first, have you checked out Bet Online and their new updated website? That's right, Bet Online can help you out no matter what your sport is. They have you covered with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. And right now, when you sign up with our special promo code locked on at betonline.ag, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus. Don't wait to take advantage of this special offer. Visit betonline.ag today and get your 50% welcome bonus with the code locked on. All right, folks, we have a couple more questions on this Twitter Thursday. And again, just a couple of uh, housekeeping notes and reminders. Tomorrow, we have the live show starting at 11 a.m. with The Entertainer. It will be on YouTube. 
So uh, tune in. And if you do miss that show, don't worry. It's going to be recorded. And for those of you who normally listen to us on uh, the audio platforms, I will have that as well for you. You will be able to access that audio and hear what was said. So, uh, but if you can join us on YouTube, we'd love to have you. You can ask questions, jump in, and we hope to see you again. It'll be 11 a.m. till noon with the entertainer who's really, really fantastic. I love him. I can't wait to, to get on this, the program with him. Traina and the entertainer. I love that. Somebody coined that phrase. That sounds pretty cool. But anyway, uh, also as a reminder, if you sent in an email question for the mailbag, I am going to do a second show, probably on Saturday, I'll run it. So if you don't hear your question today, doesn't mean that I didn't think it was worth answering, just meant that I can only get to so many in this particular show, because I, remember, I do balance writing with, with these shows. So uh, I will answer your questions, I promise. So if you haven't sent a question in and you have one you want to ask, you still have time to email it. And again, the address is in the show notes, Locked on Giants podcast at gmail.com. All right. A couple more Twitter questions. Um, Johnny Ballgame, you are a GM candidate. How would you rank the appeal of the current openings? All right. So if I have this right, the current openings are the Giants, the Bears, and the Vikings. Am I missing any? I don't think I'm missing any. Jacksonville still has bulky in there. Okay, I don't think I'm missing any. Okay, so the Bears, the Vikings, or the Giants? Hmm. I am going to say probably... Gosh, this is a tough one. And I'm and I'm hesitating here because I don't know the full extent of the of the Bears and Vikings personnel situations. But um look, the Bears have a nice young quarterback who can be their future. I think the Vikings quarterback situation, you know, I think they've got one more year of Kirk Cousins and that guaranteed contract that he has. So I'm not a big fan of that. Um, the giant, I, I would say the giants and I'm not going to say the giants because I'm most familiar with that, but the giants have a chance, you know, as a GM candidate, I think, um, that GM has a, a chance to really shape, reshape this roster into something special. I mean, they've got nine draft picks as of this recording, and I believe five of them are in the top 100, which is pretty good. That means if you can't shape or start to shape the direction of the roster, then something's wrong. So I think that would be appealing to me. I know the cap situation right now isn't the greatest, but that can be fixed. It's going to necessitate basically um, one year of sacrifice to fix it, but it can be fixed. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I would go with the Giants, to be honest with you. So uh, thanks. That was a good question. You guys ask such great questions. I love it. So uh Thank you. Thank you so much for that. All right. Last question comes from Daniel Jones Burner. Who is your dream choice for the next Giants GM? Mm. Wow. I, you know what? I'll tell you what. I was most excited to hear about Joe Schoen of the Buffalo Bills being uh, one of the candidates. 
But I got to be honest with you. I mean, without really knowing what they stand for and how they might fix this team, that's a tough question to ask. But that said, I would have no problem with Joe Schoen. I would have no problem with Joe Hortiz from uh, that Ozzie Newsom tree down in Baltimore. Uh, the Cardinals, either one of those guys I would have no problem with. Um, you know, it's interesting. I know there are a couple of former players in the mix at GM. And I think that can actually be an advantage if you're talking about a, a dream GM candidate. And the reason why I think that can be an advantage it's the same reason why I would think it would be an advantage if you had an assistant coach or a head coach that used to be a player. Because players tend to see the game differently sometimes than those who have never played it and those who kind of watch it from the sideline. So you get a different type of perspective. So I would say um, if it's up to me, I would like to see the Giants maybe... You know, actually, let me let me put it this way. I would not be upset if the Giants plucked a new GM who had a playing background at the NFL level. I think that would be a bonus, a plus for that individual who has played the game, who maybe understands and has seen things that, again, some of these these guys who have never played the game or or have just you know watched it from the sideline might not have that perspective. So I just think that gives them an added bonus, if you will. So, uh, yeah, I can't give you a specific name because um, I, I really like this candidate group that they've assembled based on the research I've been able to pull together. But I guess I would kind of need to know a little bit more about what they stand for and who exactly came up with what kind of, you know, picks for their respective teams, if at all. So uh, that's a tough one. But, you know, that's my stance on GM. G give me a guy who has playing back uh, playing background and I think I would be happy with that so another fantastic question thank you for that and uh, that folks should do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast again Saturday I'll do another show I will get to the questions that were sub submitted via email so please don't be upset I promise I will get to them there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done and I'm getting it as fast as I can um the Entertainer joins me tomorrow, again, 11 a.m. to noon. Make sure you tune in, and that'll be on YouTube. Hope you bring your questions, and we'll, you know, it should be fun. So thank you so much, everybody, for making us your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day. Appreciate you, and ladies and gentlemen, we will see you tomorrow live at 11 a.m. on YouTube or We'll talk to you uh, when, once the show is done and recorded on our audio platform. So until then, have a great one, everybody.